The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and we want to welcome you to the weekend. That's right. It's Friday. We have another edition of BTB Radio for you. On Thursday, I jumped on Fox Sports Central Texas with my boys Q and Ward. It was a good time. Uh, We talked, obviously, about everything going on with the Cowboys right now, which does include Dak Prescott, does include training camp. Great time. And by the way, thank you to everyone who reached out about the idea of BTB Radio. Very excited to share with you all the wonderful people who make it a point to share us with their audiences as well. So all that being said, not going to keep you much longer. Let's go ahead and get to it. Here is me with Q, Ward, and the rest of the crew on Thursday afternoon on Fox Sports Central Texas. RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys. 12.30 on the dot is the time here. Unnecessary Roughness, ESPN, Fox Sports Central Texas, and RJ Ochoa is on the phone lines to talk all things Cowboys. Quick programming note, we have uh, reached out to Coach Tommy Allison, who is now the offensive coordinator at Midway. He will join us here on the show at 1 p.m. So in 30 minutes, we'll be talking to the new offensive coordinator from the Midway Panthers, Coach Tommy Allison. But right now, RJ Ochoa on the phone lines talking all things Cowboys. And RJ, it's official, man. The Cowboys are headed back to Oxnard, California for training camp. And obviously, the Cowboys brand doesn't need any help. But how big is that just to get back into the routine of going out to Oxnard after missing a year due to COVID last season? Well, you know what? It, uh, it feels like normal. It feels um, like old times. And uh, you mentioned the brand doesn't need any help. But, I mean, the good thing about being on Oxnard is uh, smoke's chilly. I mean, you know, if, if we're not, you know, talking about that as one of the biggest benefits of this all happening here, then, you know, we're really missing the mark here. <laughs> right. No, no doubt about that. And, you know, as far as them in training camp, They'll be scrimmaging at some point with the Rams, and, and we've had mixed mixed feelings on this. I think it's a good thing when they do that. I think that coaches like it a lot when they do that, but I've also heard other people say that they're not big fans of that. Where do you stand when it comes to scrimmaging with other teams? You know, ultimately, I think it can't hurt. Um, I, I can I can see a, a person saying that it's not their favorite thing, but I don't see how this can negatively impact you in any way maybe you'd rather be practicing on your own but um i I think it i I can be less of a fan of it i suppose if it's a weaker team but the fact that it's the rams and the fact that it's this incredible coach and sean mcveigh um i think is a good thing i think especially you know a team that is really new in terms of their offensive identity this season having traded for matthew stafford um so I, i think that you know it makes sense and so um, because the, the the monotony of training camp can get kind of arduous. You know, every day you're going at the same guy, the same guy, the same guy. So 
I think it does inject a, a bit of a reminder that, like, hey, we're a team here. Um, in a different sense, I think that those practices can be more valuable than even preseason games because it's not like, you know, Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper get a whole lot of reps in the preseason as it is. So um, I, ultimately, I think it's really exciting. And I think, you know, you've got to start normalizing yourself. You know, we, we talked about feeling like normal at camp in Oxnard, but I mean, this is a, a season where the NFL is going to feel more normal than it ever has. And so um, however many steps you can take to kind of ensuring that, I think is a good idea, especially for a Cowboys team that's making so many changes on the defensive side of the ball. RJ, we were talking about Kellen Moore uh, yesterday and how is he the next head coach in waiting and maybe not even necessarily for the Cowboys, maybe for a, even another team as he's successful as the Cowboys offensive coordinator this year. Do you think he is that guy? And if so, how does Jerry Jones hang on to him kind of like he did Jason Garrett? You know, there's a lot of funny um, kind of cosmic energy, I guess, that, that surrounds Kellen Moore. Uh, just like Jason Garrett, he was at one point in time a backup, you know, kind of middling quarterback uh, for the Cowboys. Uh, War number 17, got his first start, obviously, you know, first major start coaching in the NFL with the Cowboys, was a great offensive coordinator early on. Um, and, you know, what kind of aided Jason Garrett's, you know, rise to stardom. I mean, people forget that he was offered head coaching jobs after the 2007 season uh, in Baltimore and Atlanta, but Jerry Jones. And there was a different time. It was a little bit easier to throw money at people. Uh, Wade Phillips was kind of, there was a really obvious clock on him in terms of winding down. Um, ironically, it was a game against Mike McCarthy's Green Bay Packers that ultimately spelled enough doom for the Cowboys to fire Wade. And so I, I think that that's the only thing standing in the way is the Cowboys moving on from Mike McCarthy. And so um, I, I think that they would take so much heat if, if things went bad. And to the point that, you know, necessitated or justified Mike McCarthy being fired uh, to the point of promoting Kellen Moore. But, but to your point, I do think he's uh, an NFL head coach sooner rather than later. In fact, uh, you know, different shows and stuff I've done, I think he's the head coach of the Bengals next year. I think Zach Taylor, people think Mike McCarthy's on some hot seat, which is a, a weird take. But Zach Taylor is, is, you know, I don't ever want anyone to get fired. But if, if a coach is going to get fired in the middle of the season, I think Zach Taylor should have the, the heaviest odds. And I could see Kellen Moore heading to Cincinnati, working with Joe Burrow, and kind of turning that offense around. So, so do you think that that there's no chance that that Jerry Jones would just say, "Hey, you know, you're going to be the guy. We're going to move on from McCarthy." I, I mean, you know, it, the the circumstances would be interesting to kind of you know lay out that hypothetical, right? Because obviously, you know, Kellen Moore would have to have success for Jerry Jones to feel like that move is necessary, right? And if Kellen Moore's having success, then theoretically the Cowboys' offense is having success. Mm-hmm. And if the Cowboys' offense is having success, then Mike McCarthy's having success. Uh, so it's, I mean, it, it, it worked out, you know, it worked out for Jerry Jones, I guess, but not really the Cowboys, that it made sense to promote Jason Garrett when they did in 2011. I just, I mean, you'd, you'd be threading a needle of all, you know, it's like, um, you know, like when Dr. Strange, you know, uh, saw like all the possible outcomes and he's like, yeah, there's only one of like 8 billion outcomes where we win. Like that's it because most situations either mean that Kellen was bad at his job or that the Cowboys were good enough to the point that it's too difficult to fire Mike McCarthy. A lot of people say that this offense should be so much better and it's going to be better with Dak there. There's no doubt about that, but is there enough offensive line depth to make this offense take that next step that everybody expects it to this year? 
You know, that's that's where they're probably, you know, things are the scariest, I think, uh, because I think everybody does believe that Dak's going to bounce back and, and obviously be incredible once again. But the moment Tyron Smith or Lyle Collins kind of sniff any sort of injury, you're kind of up against it. The Cowboys did sign time to sexy this offseason, and so that does give them, you know, a little bit of depth at the very least. But um, I, I think that, you know, depending on what kind of mood you're in, depending on, on how good your lunch was, I suppose, um, you could feel better or worse about Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight. I mean, they're both still young players, and, and they didn't, you know, they had moments where they struggled last season, but it is so rare to be that young, and, and particularly to be undrafted, and to have all of the NFL experience that they do. Um, so I, I think that, you know, the glass is kind of half full in that sense, um, but, you know, and, and maybe they're foolish for this, but the Cowboys did pass on Rashawn Slater twice because they traded back, obviously, in the first round. So they clearly feel that confident in the health of Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins. And that's really saying something. I mean, you know, Dak, it, with a healthy offensive line, Dak Prescott can obviously be even more great. People don't realize he has never played an NFL season with Tyron Smith for all of it. Tyron Smith's last healthy season was 2015 when Dak Prescott was still at Mississippi State. Wow, that tells you a lot right there. We're talking right now with RJ Achoa from Blogging the Boys, talking all things Cowboys. And we had our guy Leon hit us up on the CNC Collision Center text line and just ask your thoughts on Dak. And I know you haven't really seen him a whole lot, but just your thoughts on him about, you know, does he have any kind of a limp? Is he favoring that ankle? You know, or does he look like he's basically 100% normal? Yeah, I mean, I, I get the question. I get the kind of cautious optimism sort of that's surrounding him, but it does seem like everything is, is normal and everything is kind of all systems go. Um, and, and I think, you know, the, the, tell, the most telling thing to me, not that, you know, uh, you can read too much into what players are saying right now because everybody's in the best shape of their life. Uh, but, but I have found it interesting how every Cowboys player that is coming back from some sort of injury, and obviously there are a lot of them, um, has noted that they were inspired by Dak Prescott's approach to rehab and approach to coming back from his injury. And so it, it really does seem like he went about it the right way and he attacked it with discipline and aggressiveness, kind of the way he does everything. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's completely safe to, to feel like everything is right where it needs to be, if not you know, beyond that when it comes to Dak Prescott. How much rope is there for Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderish? <laughs> Um, man, um, you know, like when you're having like your family reunion and you're doing the tug of war and you're the last one left, you know, before like the middle, you know, pit or whatever with all the mud and, and you're down to your last grip. I mean, it's that it's not, you're, and you're thinking like, man, I, it's not even one, one big pool that's going to, you know, pull me into this thing. It, it's, you know, if they just kind of barely yank this, I'm falling in. I think that's it. I mean, it, it it's, you know, the Cowboys have a little bit of, you know, love for both these players, obviously, and uh, they've endorsed Jalen Smith wearing number nine, however much stock they want to put into that. But, I mean, they drafted a linebacker, you know, with what was effectively a top ten pick, and they hedged that bet with Jabril Cox, obviously, in the fourth round. So, I mean, they've, they've made their intentions clear. Steven Jones can say all he wants that Leighton Vanderish is in their plans for the future, but uh, but their decisions are, are really obvious, and so I'm, I'm just Do we lose him? Like a lot of people ultimately want to be in for. RJ just hit. I think RJ just hit a a, a dark spot. A Are you there? You there, RJ? Yeah. Everybody's. Yeah, you start. You starting to cut out a little bit. Uh, RJ, I, I got one more question for you. If you can hear me, <laughs> I'm just gonna take a chance. If you can hear me, uh, what's the the plan for Bradley and I? How does he fit into that Dan Quinn uh, defense? 
So I did, I did hear you breaking up. It's, it, the question was, who's, somebody's fit in Dan Quinn, which is really enticing, not knowing who the, who the player is. <laughs> who's, who's, who's fit? Bradley and I. How does Bradley and I fit in with Dan Quinn in that defense? Man, if he is, is on it, uh, I think everybody's really happy. I mean, just because he's somebody who people wanted to see play snaps last year that didn't at all. Um, I think he's part of the rotation. I think he has to ideally jump, you know, Dorrance Armstrong and training camp. Um, and, and so I, the future is hopefully really bright for Bradley and I. He's such a talented player. He was such a great value for them last year in the fifth round. He just needs opportunities. Yeah, it should be exciting. I know I was excited about that player when the Cowboys got him. I think he could be a, a difference maker, but uh, we'll see. And, and training camp is a great place to try to battle it out and see if he can earn that spot and that uh, you know get a little bit part of that rotation. RJ, thank you so much for your time, my man. Enjoy your weekend. We look forward to talking to you next week. Sounds good, guys. Y'all have a good one. Happy Father's Day. All right, thank you. Appreciate that. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.